This show is a part of the podcast network of the Walled Garden Philosophical Society, an international community of philosophers and seekers dedicated to the pursuit of truth, wisdom, virtue, and the divine, wherever they may be found. To find out more, go to thewalledgarden.com. You might remember that in the previous episode I was discussing Seneca's letter number three on true and false friendship. And in this episode, I wanted to continue inside this letter. However, I wanted to separate today's passage that we'll be reading from those that we read in the previous episode, because I think that it deserves a different approach, you know, a different angle of thought. Um, And you might remember that in the previous episode, we ended on one of Seneca's passages where he says that it is equally faulty to trust everyone as it is to trust nobody. And he was, of course, uh, talking about friendship there where, you know, we should be careful about who we admit into our inner circle of friendships who we can truly trust and be vulnerable with. And we should also be careful that we don't seclude everybody, including ourselves, from that inner circle. Now, he goes on to continue this kind of middle way approach, and he says the following, quote, You should rebuke these two kinds of men, both those who always lack repose and those who are always in repose. For love of bustle is not industry. It is only the restlessness of a hunted mind. And true repose does not consist in condemning all motion as merely vexation. That kind of repose is slackness and inertia. Therefore, you should take note of the following saying, taken from my reading of Pomponius. Some men shrink into dark corners to such a degree that they see darkly by day. No, men should combine these tendencies, and he who reposes should act, and he who acts should take repose. Discuss the problem with nature. She will tell you that she has created both night and day. End quote. So, there's a lot that I really like about this passage. You know, firstly, Seneca sets up for us uh, examples of two kinds of people, two archetypal people that we might know or even we might be ourselves, right? You've got the person who is constantly busying themselves with some sort of task, always engaged in something, you know, to to make them feel as though they are doing something meaningful, right? It's kind of like, uh, you know, when you have a day where at the end of the day, you look back and you think, I did a lot of stuff, but I didn't really get anything done, Uh, You know, it's that kind of busyness that he's talking about. But then he also talks about the kind of person who is just always involved in the pursuit of relaxation and a simplified life and, 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 and the kind of lazy person that we might know, or we might even be ourselves. Uh, And, and what Seneca says at the end there is that, you know, we should be somewhere in between. We should combine these tendencies. You know, the person who spends too much time acting should spend some time in repose, and the opposite, the person who spends too much time in repose should spend some time acting in the world. And this reminds me of something that Epictetus said, and I'm going to paraphrase this, but he said something along the lines of what's needed for personal change or personal growth is a mixture of 
self-scrutiny and also self-kindness. And it's a similar idea that Seneca is suggesting here. You know, life shouldn't be all about our busy, productive outputs, but it also shouldn't be about our relaxation and, 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 and living a lazy life. You know, there has to be some in between. We need to enjoy the moments when we can rest, but we need to also enjoy the moments when we are working towards something meaningful. And and and, and it's the same thing with your personal growth and the way that you approach it. Like Epictetus said, you need to scrutinize yourself. You need to look at the areas of yourself that you need to develop and, and grow and strengthen. But you also need to give yourself that forgiveness, that self-kindness to recognize that personal change is really difficult. And I think that what I'm trying to do here is to paint a picture for you of the middle way of Stoicism. You know, Buddhism and Eastern philosophy has the middle way of life, which is the steady flowing direction that you should take your life, the the path that you should go on that doesn't go into the extremes. And and, and, you know, it's the same thing with Stoicism. Seneca talks about this often and the other Stoic philosophers do as well, uh, which is that you don't really want to go into the extremes. You know, whatever decision you're about to make, if there is an extreme on one side and an extreme on the other, perhaps the best decision that you could make is to take that sort of middle path, uh, which Seneca talks about here, which is that you don't want to take the extreme of being too lazy and too restful in your life, but you also don't want to become that person who, you know, all that they think about is their productive, busy outputs. And so I really like that. And, and you can get a sense of the reasoning behind why they had this approach to life in that final sentence that I read to you from Seneca, because he says, discuss the problem with nature. She will tell you that she has created both night and day. And he says nature with a capital N because, you know, nature to the Stoics uh, is almost synonymous with God or universal reason or consciousness, you might even say. Uh, it's the thing that orders everything. And, and so he says, you know, ask nature or observe the world around you and you will see that there is night and day. And what does that mean? It means that perhaps there's a time for rest and there's a time for work. There's a time for light and there's a time for darkness. And and so this middle way, a lot of it comes from observing the world around us and the conditions in which we live. And I just found this to be a really helpful passage to, to contemplate deeply, to think about how it applies to my own life, because I do tend to be that person, and you might resonate with this, you know, I, I, I tend to really love the feeling of being busy. I probably fall into the category of that person who Seneca talks about, who loves bustle, you know, and thinks that bustle is industry. And and so, you know, I can be really tricked into thinking I'm getting some meaningful work done. And at the end, I come to find that, you know, really, I just wasted a whole bunch of time doing small, meaningless tasks, you know. Uh, and, and also, it can sometimes get in the way of me experiencing beautiful moments in life, say, with family and friends, uh, where, you know, I might prioritize the, the bustle of my life, the busyness of my life over experiencing those kinds of meaningful moments of, of, of relaxation and, 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 and joyful living with the people around me. And so for me, this passage really hits home because I think that it's necessary for us to find that middle path and to, to work when we need to work and to rest when we need to rest. 
and you know to Epictetus's point to to scrutinize ourselves when we need to scrutinize ourselves but also to forgive ourselves and be kind to ourselves when we need to when it's necessary and it is necessary so anyway I hope that you get a lot out of uh, that passage you know as much as I did and and I hope that it's useful to you and as always remember These episodes are only as good as they are useful to you in your life. So go away and think about that passage. Think about how it applies to you in your own life. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I'll talk to you next time.